Amir John, thank you very much for coming, Habibi. Um, My pleasure. First, I need to congratulate you on your brown belt, bro. Because I don't think we've. Uh, it's been. It feels like a lifetime ago you got it, but um, how did it feel to get that wrapped around your belt, but, uh, waist? Sorry. I think I was more honored that it was Jude doing it. Yeah. Because he's. Uh, I'm just a really special person. I'm the I think what he said was very um yeah tear tear jerking mm. you know um and i think that that for me was more honoring the belt itself i mean it's just a process isn't it but also to be acknowledged by your yeah yeah to, and, and, people it's not, and, like, it's, and i think the problem is as well um a lot of people they think that oh but you know wh where did you learn your style and how did you grow and it's like well to be honest Unless you've lived my life, you don't know how I've learned and what I've done, where yeah. I've gone to, and who I've trained with. But the proof is in the pudding. You know, you're you can't you. Very few people can be very good at a sport and culture really well, and, and not have had any activity in that sport at all. They have to have some precursor, you know, yeah. you know activity. And I, I've got a really old video from 1995, 96. When me and Reza, my older brother, is going through all the different kind of uh, gi chokes, the cross choke, um, the Ezekiel choke, the judo shorthand choke, all of those chokes. I think a lot of the guys who are black belts weren't even born then. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, it's like, well, you can't, you can't question someone's journey unless you've been on it with them. Mm. And it's, I'm, I'm grateful because Jude, you know, and Alhamdulillah, he, he recognized that. He's been with us for a long time. And, you know, uh, I, f I think our students reflect their coaches' abilities. Do, do you see? Like, I don't think... Like, I, I'm, I, I look at the guys who come in from fundamentals, and I've told you, I won't mention some names, but they're really good now. Like, they're putting a lot of pressure on, quote-unquote, seasoned wrestlers from other countries. And what Are do they Are you talking learn? about wrestling? Yeah, wrestling, I'm talking about wrestling now. Oh. And that reflects your coaching, Muhammad. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because you you got you got input. You've been doing it for several years. Children wrestle. <laughs> Is that a comp compliment, bro? I'm trying to compliment. Oh you my on god! A, on a public, I'm glad I got arena. it on record, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna tell you guys how the guy chats to me off camera, bro. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like uh, on that kind of note as well, I think because you got like you know, I don't know if you heard of that. Um, you uh, that Instagram channel called uh, McDojo Life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it shows yeah. a lot of um, these like one punch guys in it. Those uh, pressure points and well, they had they had that in BJJ in London. I won't say which club it was, but there was a club. There was a guy who came over from Brazil, and I think it was '97 uh, because I had the pleasure of going to Minnesota Gomez's club. He wasn't at the time. It was being run by Asif. I think he was a blue belt then. And it was 97, 98 um, A lot of the black belts Second and third down They were white belts When I was there And there was another club So this is I think This other club was run Somewhere in West London I won't say the name of the club Because they're, they're a very Well established club now Because what happened was the, the guy who started it Wasn't actually a BJJ guy He claimed to be a BJJ practitioner I won't say his name, but I feel sorry for him because when when the he got deported, BG didn't it? Well, some I don't know, what it was, but the, when the other BGJ guys came, they said, "Hey, you, you used to clean the mats," <laughs> and he literally ran. 
market. And it was really terrible because like people want to learn BJJ and already there was people capitalizing of people's need to learn BJJ and mm. there was no sincerity in it. But also I think that, and we talked about this off air as well, some people are more interested in what, instead of actually being interested in the art, they're interested in the culture. Mm. That makes sense more. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like having the belt, going to the websites, watching the the tournaments, uh, like. But the actual when it comes down, because when you come look at combat sports, it's, it's fighting. That's yeah, what it's it, is. What it is. What it does and it's do. the purest. So so for example, say you've trained jiu-jitsu one year, and you're tapping out black belts. That's proof in the pudding, right? Yeah, you yeah. you can't say to that guy that oh, just because you're training one year. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like yeah. The, the, the there's it's the most black and white thing, yeah. right? But you but can't think, you think, can't pretend to be something. Yeah, but I think I think in any sport, if you have good coaching, and you've got integrity and perseverance, you could be very good in that sport. Yeah, and if you train religiously, you could be really really good. And likewise, when you stop training that sport, I'll give you an example. Some of the best wrestling coaches in the world, you look at them. You probably get like a, a, a teenager to you know be up on them because they're overweight, they've lost it, but they have got the knowledge. Now, if you don't train, because I never forget there was one uh, wrestler who came to the club from a certain part of uh, the world, and I wrestled him. We're talking about when we were before Legion, and he he basically put it on, stuck it on me, and I was like. You're so lucky I'm coaching because I haven't trained myself. And he, just, and he said, and he said, you're lucky. You're, you're, it looks like you've been coaching too much. <laughs> yeah. And I went, mm. and he's right. He's right. As an athlete, you have to be selfish. As a coach, you have to be selfless. As an, as an athlete, it's all about you. As a coach, it's all about your, your students. Mm. And people who try to do, the, do both, they, do, they, don't, they don't do a proper job. But also, it's a very simplistic to think that Someone who's, for example, a black belt and he's been training 30, 40, 50 years and he's in his 60s. Oh, well, look at, look at my gonna, dad. He's going to, like, for example, your dad who's, I don't know how old he is, bro. 8900. We've got to check the rings. <laughs> the tree. Take his teeth. <laughs> Take his teeth. Um, so how old is he? 80? 80, 80, 80 yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been wrestling all his life. So probably 70 years, right? 70, 75 years 70 or years, whatever. Yeah. 70, yeah. So it doesn't mean that He's gonna beat up someone who's twenty-one years old, of course. And it doesn't. It, it's not as simplistic as that, how, right? How many MMA fighters try to come back? Yeah, and it's it's hot. But it's not about that though. Or boxers. Yeah, but it's it's you're in, you're you're kind of in a, in a different. Yeah. You're a legend now. You're kind of like a a, a master, or you're. Well, look, do you know look, what I mean? Look, like, a, for example, Mauricio Gomez or someone yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, for example, look at they're, Galval. They're, for example, in thirty years time, yeah, he's not going to be the Galval of today, right? So no, that's the point. Yeah. The amount of not like John Danaher, right? yeah, the amount of knowledge they have to share. Okay, maybe they can still put up a really good fight against advanced fighters, but it's not fair to say, oh, but you know. I'm not going to learn from you because you've never won uh, IBJJF uh, or, or, Worlds. Or, or, or I'll give an example, like, mashallah, um, we have a coach, Estimir, who's a very high-level wrestler, who his father, I think, is like master wrestling. And he's from the old Caucasian nations, you know. Caucasus. Caucasus, Caucasus nations. 
And he was telling me, you know, it's sad that people won't take information from you because you're an Olympic gold medalist. But yet they'll go to someone who's, you know, got an accolade. And the same move you're trying to show them, they were happy to learn it from the other person. But, like, but think of it like this, yeah. How many people get a, a medal in the Olympics? If all the people that wrestled, yeah, you're looking at maybe 0.5% or something. Yeah, I'm just that, making, if, if that, that, yeah. So if the sport relied on only those guys coaching, it would be dead. <laughs> no one would learn anything. Well, well, and same thing with jiu-jitsu, same well, thing let, with... Let me uh, ask you, Customaro, yeah? Tyson's yeah, 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 coach. Customer, yeah. I don't know his history, but I don't recall that he was a champion boxer. Most coaches are not. Are not. It's very yeah. rare you'd find. Uh, what's his name? Alan Alan Ferguson, a football manager. Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Sorry, I have to apologize. Yeah. My I have very little. Football. He played football, but, but I, even Arsene Wenger played football. They're not at a high level. I'm saying at a, a yeah. high level. As yeah. actually, where yeah. they it could have been like you know some division. You were telling me. I remember when we first started when I first started I, I coaching. Hockey's, remember, yeah, and I yeah, said to yeah. you, look. I felt like a bit of an imposter. I was like, no, I don't have, uh, but obviously I was only teaching kids. No, but, but I tell you, you what, said to me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, about I think the, it was the Hawkeys or one of those very, I'm sure it's Iowa. I'm, let me check in here. Check it out. So it was, it was established, or Oklahoma, one of them. The original coach was a track and field coach, but because he had a really good eye for sports and he was really intuitive when it came to developing uh, athletics and stuff, they said, teach wrestling. He was like, no, no, I don't want to do it. And then what they did is they eventually he ran he ran around he studied he learned he read and he's like teaching it yeah maybe in the first few years it wasn't that awesome but I'm absolutely certain it's one of the top level collegiate wrestling clubs now you know yeah so like and I I, I think sometimes and it requires a sport a sport requires but it was well, multitude multitude how, of how many times I said to people oh, I'm just the assistant coach my dad's the main coach because you know why you said it yourself. You feel like nearly imposter syndrome, yeah. nearly. And you're like, but why am I feeling like that? Because I know I can do the business if I needed to. And it's a ref I, I, we had one wrestler that was really interesting. He, um, he, went to, he went to somewhere in the European nations and he, Macedonia, Moldova, I can't remember. And he wrestled there. He beat the club champion. Then they put him up against like some 74 kilo. He was like 50 something kilos. And 74 kilo champion, you know, he beat him up. But he held his own. And when the coach said to him, where are you from? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm from England. He goes, no possible. You can't be good if you're from England. And he goes, no, no, no. Obviously, now you have to say, oh, my coach is from Iran. Or my coach is from Chechnya. Oh, it's okay then. It's okay then. It's like, to be fair... We said it jokingly. Genetics, you know, nurture and nature. There is, there is some element to being, you know, having a good uh, talent, but skill and skill set will always over overrule talent eventually. So, if you bring up this, um, yeah, here we go. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really have, you, have you seen this? Yeah, I have. I have. I have. It's amazing. So, like, um, I just watched the video the other day. And they're talking about um, finding an equilibrium between the two, isn't it? Yeah. So if you look at the top left, yeah. But what what the guy was explaining was, if you look at what, just just take work for example, mm. yeah. When you go to work, you get things like called a performance review. I'm sure you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We all get this, yeah. And um, so they measure how you perform on the job, mm. yeah. But that's not the only metric that makes you good at what you do, the performance. Like if you look at sales, yeah. Sales is like cut and dry, right? How many how many sales have you made? Now the problem is, yeah, when you have a high performing in individual, 
who is low trust. Low trust meaning that he might get you results, but he's robbing people up the wrong way. Yeah. He he's uh, I, I'd explain. It. He's not the type of character that's gonna that you, that that's gonna enc- encourage people around them. And yeah. so if you just take that metric. In, in in isolation, well, we, we've yeah. got we've got the NGP practices, right? Yeah, it's called Quaff Markers, Quality of Framework. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, let's see how good these GPs are. And I don't know how much it is now because I don't do as much. I do mainly urgent urgent care work and any work. Yeah. But when I was a, 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 um, a lead GP, it was you could actually score nearly to a hundred percent on Quaff, but on face value, you're a terrible GP practice. Mm. Because it's performance markers, right? Yeah, and that's that. that you might not turn up all the time. Well, you might, you might be horrible to your patients. To your patients, you might, yeah, or, 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 or you might say, actually, these are the policies, okay, or your patients can't get access to you. Your repeats are never on time, and there's always there's, there's a plethora of concerns and complaints, and you're like, well, actually, but on paper, we're we're outstanding, yeah. and we, we've another one is CQC, another authority. They do that with other companies, and you know about this company, you know, face value, not a good company. But they get outstanding, you know. It's because they 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 know the game. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Let's take it for grappling, for example. Yeah, we know without mentioning names. There's there's guys that come through. Amazing, amazing wrestlers or grapplers. Yeah, but they don't they don't come all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? You no, no, no. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but we've we've met people like, for example. Um, Abdurrahman. Oh yeah, Mashallah Abdurrahman Dagestani. Yeah, amazing yeah, grappler. Absolutely amazing. But can I add to that? Was because you can hear us, hopefully. Yeah, amazing soul. Amazing person. Yeah. But obviously, like, if imagine he trained every week. Yeah. Uh, bro, he'd be a world champion, bro. Well, Easily be in the Olympics, yeah, bro, yeah. in wrestling and same, do same as uh, Muhammad Aldumar. Yeah, amazing. But for him, he's got like it's, yeah, yeah, it's different. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. different circumstances. That's Hold a whole on, different on. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? But still, capacity. Do you understand? The capacity is there. The capacity is there. And, and, but, but, the, but just to touch on that, sorry to yeah. touch on. That, I think with Muhammad's story, obviously me being there with him on that on part of that journey was, they kept on not recognizing him. Yeah. But for him, it's not, it's not the performance and trust matrix. Mm. For him, it's just circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't given the opportunity to, to perform. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was. There was a lot of obstacles. But lot, and we've seen him. We, we spoke about him today. Bro. Yeah. Without talking yeah, of any yeah. authority, so 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 you'd you'd rather like give you an example football players. There's some footballers amazing talent, but one game he'll 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 give you a ten star, you know, performance. Other game he'll give you a five star performance, or he'll be ten star from everybody. He's a really really pro- he's a big problem in the dressing room. It's like yeah. Deli Ali, isn't it? Top. Yeah, yeah, Deli. Oh, uh, Ma- Maria Balotelli, bro. Yeah. Guy's an amazing football player, but causes trouble every yeah, single yeah. club he goes to. Yeah, yeah. Do you want someone like that in your team? No, thanks. This, this but but they're very talented. Does that make sense? That Mike that, Tyson. That Mike can... Tyson. Mike Tyson. Before he met Customato, what was he doing? Yeah, it was a wild soul, wasn't he? This is it. And sometimes it requires the right coach in it to kind of. Well, I had this conversation. What, what do we call it? Teacher student mismatch, right? So you have certain types of teaching, right? Yeah. Start of didactic, counseling, yeah. heuristic, Socratic, right? And then you've got students that fit into those. Yeah. So you might have a student that actually 
likes didactic but being taught by a Socratic teacher. Yeah. The Socratic teacher thinks he's amazing because he's telling you, look, think about what you think. Yeah. And he goes, just tell me the answer. And and you know there, there was a study done on these kind of on these kind of principles. And if you get a teacher student mismatch, you, you're you're screwed. Yeah. And and also it hurts the the individual teaching because you think or she thinks I must be a rubbish teacher. Hundred percent. I give an example. There was a there was an experiment done, and, and I can't remember for the life of me where this was done. Yeah, but it, they they got two classes. Yeah, and what one class was an underperforming class, and one one class was an elite class. So I think of it like a high-performing yeah. students. Did so, they mix? Yeah. yeah. Do you I remember that story? Yeah, yeah, so what the story. teacher they they said to the, the underperforming class they said this is the high-performing. Uh, they said that they mixed basically the the, the low-performing class. They said to the teacher it's a high-performing class and vice versa. So what happened was they found basically the results were literally swapped over because the teacher treated them as if they could do it. Exactly. So, so the I mentality that you come in with uh, positive reinforcement, right? Positive, so when, exactly. When I when I was um, a junior doctor many many moons ago, um, <laughs> I I uh, I was given a task, and I didn't realize what was going on because I was trying to teach postgraduates, so undergraduates, and there was a particular consultant. I won't say his name, but he he we used to call him short short, short man syndrome because. He just had a complex. He's just always angry and upset and always irritated. And he says, you can't teach. And I went, why can't I teach? He goes, you haven't even got a registration yet. You're not even an MRC, MRCP, which is membership at Royal College. And I'm like, that's going to take like two years. Yeah. So then I went to the professor. So I'm, I'm confused. You were a... I was, I was, I'm a house officer becoming an SHO. So I'm two years in after graduation. But I, Alhamdulillah, I've always enjoyed. I, I used to teach at med school. I just it's, it's not you learn see one, do one, teach one, yeah. right? So if I see something, I want to teach it, not because I some kind of pat. It's just because it's nice to you like to teach, bro. Yeah, mashallah, everyone. Some people like to learn. I like to teach, and I like to learn as well. I get well. I was reading a book yesterday on mitochondria. You read a book, yeah? Oh, so amazing book. Two pages, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, two pages, two sides. I was like. <laughs> It's funny, if you do have a, you could watch a video all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. But read a book and you're gone. It's terrible. It's so, so I, I uh, blue light, isn't it? Um, so I, 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 I had um, read the book and just a few things. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And I fell asleep. But the point I'm getting at is um, with, with teaching and, and teaching people, right? Um, you, you might end up being in a, well, I had a scenario with this consultant who didn't want me to do it because he thought, I'm, and I, I appreciated what he said because he he doesn't feel confident that I can teach, right? Because I'm only a, a, a postgraduate by two years. So then I was told by this professor, I forgot her surname. She's a really good consultant. But I don't think, mention her yeah, name. So she's a lovely consultant. One of the first oh, yeah. female gastroenterologists to do endoscopy. And we're talking about like, I think 70s, 80s. It was really... Right. The eighties, like, there's a lot of you know, uh, it's kind of like you know, sexism, sexism, and yeah, and basically there's, you know, they weren't keen on this kind of thing. Um, and she said, "Look, I never forget this." Yeah, she said, "I've got a couple of students. I'm telling you this, they're going to all fail." Do you? Said, yeah, they're going to fail their finals. I think it was the finals. No, med students. Third year or finals, one of the two. Because I used to teach them every year. Secretly undercover. And she goes, if you can help them, I'll make sure you'll be able to teach. I said, all right. So I've gone in there and there was 
I think there was three or four of them. Well, definitely three of them, I remember. And they were sitting down. One of them had his foot up on the table. Oh my God, you did the thing, innit? Dead Poet Society, Dead bro. Dead Poet Society, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my captain, I, I, my captain. Captain! So I came in the room. Brilliant. Guys, if you want to watch a film about teaching Dead Poet Society, it's amazing. You, got, you, made him, you made him do this? I made him do that, bro. <laughs> my captain and I, I, my captain. So... There's the guy from House, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's uh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wow. So, so what happened was I, I, um, I went in there. These, the, one of yeah. them was busy looking at his Rolex watch. The other one had his feet up, literally like gobbing in the air. Gobbing? Like, like, do it and catching it. I'm not joking. No. Hey, what's gobbing? Spitting. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, disgusting. It was like, have, have you seen these the are the people club? that are like, um, listen, bro, you know, it was like treating. And, and I saw one, bro, who's just literally like that, just looking at the floor. I went, well, I'm going to take her something. You're all going to fail. <laughs> they went, what? I said, I've been told by the professor of such and such, such and such, that you are going to fail miserably. And one of them started, he goes, like that, because it, these are the retakes, yeah? He stood up and I said, let me tell you something. I had like, you know, that scene from Rambo. Murdoch, <laughs> I'm coming for you. I said to him, we, we can make this work, guys. I said, I don't like when people say I can't do something. Because I come from a background where if someone tries to hold me down, I'm going to break out. And I said, let me tell you something. When they told me that you're going to fail, I said, I'll take this mission on. I said, you boys ready to roll? And they were like, Who's this guy? <laughs> was 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 Gangster's Paradise someone? Honestly, bro, it was like I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And so I said, listen. Hey, my mic, my mic seems like it's off. What's going on? You did something. Oh, oh something touched yeah. it. Hello. There you yeah. go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, any, so anyway, they they um they were told basically. I said, listen, we can do it. And I had that chat that like, real hot, and I went. I'm ready to give in my time and to support you and do this, guys. You guys got to work with me. So then we started working together. It was like... Da, 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 da. Was, there, was there like a da, montage? Da, da. A montage. I'm not joking, Them doing trust exercises. That's what we sat down. We went through all the examinations. And basically, I drilled them like a wrestling drill. I said, right, you show me this. Boom, boom. Now you show me. Come on. Move, move, move. Like that, yeah? Did they do sprawls and all that? I'm not joking, bro. <laughs> Uh, and then I was maybe three, four months later. Um, well, I am telling you. Just in one lesson, bro? No, no, no. I was doing like... Was it weekly? It was weekly or twice a week. Oh. I really... Because those guys actually were really, really good. And they could retain information really, really well. I just think they were super talented, but really lazy. You coach, you coach Carter there, bro. Big yeah. time. So then what happened was uh, she, she came... So I was in... I was a surgical SHO at the time. Um, working in GI medicine and she, she came into the ward and this is a professor so I don't want to mention her name because it's not a nice one she had a cold you know you know the ice queen from um, Narnia Narnia <laughs> she looked my mad spitting image of her imagine her coming in right what's going on here she came and she goes she was smiling she goes um, Amia can I have a word if you want yes professor <laughs> I was like she's going to like cast a spell on me <laughs> you're dead um, and she said to me one of the boys' name was Michael. Michael, if, you, if you're here, well done, son. She's he's said, not here. He's not, not here. Maybe, if you're listening, give it. If you're, listening, <laughs> if you're watching. If you're he's watching definitely not in this room, bro. 100%. Uh, maybe in spirit, bro. <laughs> you're Michael, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mikey! Hey, 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 
my god. Um, so she she uh, she said, I don't know what you've done, but this is what she said. She goes, he is good enough to pass his royal college exams. So I'm gonna make a clitchy bro. So I have all those guys. One person. No, 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 no. Because she she had him on a. Was ward he round. the worst one? No, no, no. She had him on a ward round, and she said, right, examine this guy's respiratory system. Or he's like Scrubs, like JD from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch Scrubs, bro? Yeah, that but that's yeah. Really Scrubs bad. is banging. That's really bad. Is that like what medical school is like? <laughs> Serious. It's really. It Did you, you know those characters that you had in there? Did you so, have a best so, friend like that? Bro? So let me tell you something. Well, who's your best friend? In uh, medical school, there's a really nice guy called Imran Khan. He was very, very close. He was the one those circumcisions. He was your no, Turk, no, yeah? no, 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 not just that. Just that. Navi Imran. There's one, but he was unfortunately uh, medical school. He, he he was told to leave after second year, but he was he was told to leave. As in he he, he, he didn't want to do it anymore. I think he just his sister was a doctor, and I just think he just he just yeah, said, this fizzled long. out. But he he used to you know what he used to make me laugh every single day. He goes see that one over there, bros. And go fix him. Like he would just say dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> I'll be crying in lecture same, and they'll say, "Who's making that noise?" I'll, I'll like hide into the table and start cracking up. <laughs> I said, "Stop making me laugh, bro." So anyway, he. So anyway, so she said, "Michael done this respiratory examination," and she goes, "I was gobsmacked because not even the funniest students could do that. Not even a doctor could do that." And she goes, "That because she's a clinical examiner for the, for the Royal College of, of Medicine." She goes, "He was good enough for that particular examination." To pass the Royal College exams Royal College exams Is basically your black belt now mm. He looked like a black belt He moved like a black belt in front But he of was him. a purple belt No he was a white belt Whoa Do you see He was a white belt And she said right That's it Everything's good Let's uh, You go and teach boy uh, And then the word got around And it got really busy And I got a little bit irritated Because um, I was trying to keep it as Wholesome as possible What do you mean? As in, um, you remember when you said to me, bro, you op- you do something and it becomes, it turns into a monster. It became a monster. Like I walked into a lecture theater. It was like 35 men in there. Like 50, 60 men. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, where, where did these people like come bloody from? bloody open bro. No, I, was, I, was <laughs> I, came, I came, I was like, and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about how to examine this system. And I was like, dude, there's not like four. They would go, oh, let's go, go to Dr. Amir's. You should have charged them, bro. Those are the days, bro. There's a guy. Um, Those are the days. He actually makes money out of. Uh, I know, I know. Doing uh, his thing is about getting people through the medical. What's it oh, called? Um, a- a- the, M- uh, the, MCAT. The, the MCAT. Is it MCAT? MCAT. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's MCAT is to get into medical school. It's right? to get in to get a high enough score to be interviewed by medical schools. Wow. Not to get into medical school, just to get the interview. So what what's, what does the interview consist? I know we went through this already, but yeah, yeah no, the just, they just interview and then they decide whether you should be. Yeah, but that that's the thing, right? So the M, the okay, so A levels was hard enough. Then they put this uh, uh, this examination, this UCAT, UCAT B, met B, UCAT, whatever they call it. Yeah, that's the filter system. And the funny thing is, you can learn the system well enough to do well in it. Do you see? This is the problem, right? So if you put a system in place, you will learn how to. Achieve a high marketing if you go to enough courses and get a co- get a yeah, coach in it. Basically, get drilled. Yeah. So the reality is, are you really good enough? Still, no. I personally think it should be you bring these people in, you coach them, and then you check their bedside manner, their etiquettes. But how are you gonna do that before they've? Um... No, I, I, as in to say, I would prefer getting people into medical school who are people who. It's very difficult to talk about someone's character if you don't know them very well. But on you can see, 
I mean, look at our wrestling club, yeah? When people come, it doesn't matter how they hide it, if they're going to be punks, they're going to look like punks initially. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. yeah. So I just think medicine should be more about having people who have got compassion. If you look at, if you look at CQC, bro, one of the key lines of inquiries is, is actually compassion and empathy and care. You might think that's dumb, but the cough markers wasn't like that back in the day. It was more like, right, have you done enough blood pressure checks? Have you asked him? So that video you sent me, isn't it? That, um, that consultant. Should I bring it up? <laughs> yeah, please, bro, Okay, please. let me bring it up. Is that one, one sec, yeah? <laughs> like let me there, just look. There's a video. If you guys watch this, this is one of the most fun. It's from Carry On, yeah? But, Zach, I'm telling you, this is exactly how our wall grounds used to be like. They were quite violent, actually. It wasn't, so it was like Scrubs then? It, no, it, when I say my day, it's not like the 90s, but... It was it was effectively a comedy act on the ward round. Serious this is a comedy act. Oh, there it is. I'll afford it. So this wait, is. Wait, wait, so who would this guy be? This. <laughs> He's the fat controller. <laughs> this guy, he is your consultant surgeon. Oh my god! All he needs is a pin uh, a pinstripe suit. That's it. The way he walks in, that that walk, that march, that. Uh, Sergeant Major look bro That's a surgeon uh, Also Zach You know On um, On the replay When we hear it bro, the, the YouTube's always low bro so Can you turn up the YouTube Morning, gentlemen. So this, you'd be one of these guys Isn't it Not late I hope Not at all sir Watch 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 The, the press pause Press pause with it Look, look at the way. You must pursue me. You must pursue me. Yes, sir. After last night, I feel like one myself. How about that gastrectomy I did yesterday? Not so well, sir. Oh, it is. Great fit in. That's okay. Now, you just like Wait. I just got to discuss your case. Press pause. Press pause. Press pause. Look at it. Look at it. This G just walked into his room. Didn't I mean, even art, they didn't like it not. Just hold steady, old fella. And he pulled his blanket <laughs> off. Wait, wait, look at the guy's face, yeah? <laughs> look at the patient's face when he does this. Take his pajamas off, sister. Take, Take his, his pajamas off. No, but look. What? Take that grubby fist away. The first rule of diagnosis, gentlemen eyes first and most, hands next and least, and tongue not at all. Look! <laughs> Have you looked? Yes, sir. See anything? No, sir. Very good, carry on. Very Get good, carry Gently, you're not making bread. Then to be a successful surgeon, you need the eye of a hawk, the heart of a lion, and the hands of a lady. You found it? Yes, sir. Well, what is it? A lump. Well, what do you make of it? Is it kidney? Is it spleen? Is it liver? Is it dangerous? No, don't worry, my good man. You won't understand our medical. But you know, like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. go back, go back, go back, go back, go back a little bit. The patient's face. He goes, don't worry. Listen, listen. Is it liver? What he says. Is it dangerous? No, don't worry, my good man. You won't understand our medical talk. <laughs> wait, you. What? Um, cut it out, man. Cut it out. Where should we make the incision? <laughs> oh my god. Nothing like large enough. Keyhole surgery, damnable, couldn't see anything, like this. I don't worry, this is nothing whatever to Ellie. do with you. Now, you. Skin. What? When we've cut through the skin, what's the first substance we shall find? Subcutaneous what? fat. Wait, wait. Go answer the question, bro. Subcutaneous fat. Quite right, and then we come across the surgeon's worst enemy, which What's is what? Speak up, man. Blood, you numbskull. 
<laughs> but are there are there anyway? Let's not go through the whole thing, yeah. But are there any? Have you ever come across any? Uh... Do you do rounds, bro? I used to when I was on ward rounds, yeah, but I don't. You don't do it anymore. No. Are you are you that guy? You're going to GP just. Or are you Azizam? What do you do? Is this liver? Is this no. kidney? No, this is what he does, bro. This is how. He oh, you donkey! No, this is how he treats his. Uh, just give him to ibuprofen and keep it moving, bro. Walk it off. So with um. I remember I was, I actually witnessed this. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you would never see ever. I saw a consultant surgeon lose his rag with a registrar. All I could hear was what he said, you blithering idiot, you baboon. Or just literally, <laughs> the buffoon said, you useless. And I went, I put my head out of the curtain. Do you know the curtain's right there? Yeah. And he's actually grabbed the registrar and put him against the wall. Whoa. What's a registrar? There's one below a consultant. Wow. He was a local. I think he was the guy was really. He called him a your poor operator. You know. I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> no, no, no. And then the guy when he he realized what he'd done, and he's kind of put his hand. He's walked off, and then the registrar's gone. I'm gonna go to A and E and book myself in. <laughs> Skin. You know. Oh man. But well, I've seen him, bro. Wood rounds have been. Well, wood rounds. Oh, some of the wood rounds. That's another podcast, but they were deadly, bro. So the, but I find it weird though. Yeah, if I'm, I'm in a flipping bed like yeah, this, yeah, and then someone comes in. Do they ask you beforehand, bro? Well, I'm, a, come, I'm not bro, gonna be that victim. Can bro. I tell you something? When about 30 mans come by your bed, you're gonna go, excuse me, you're gonna go, yeah, you yeah, yeah my trousers are down, mate. Can you get out? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they also have to. Not all hospitals do this, right? No, no, they don't. It's only university hospitals, right? No, all hospitals do. Hey, bro, I beg you, don't chew into the mic. <laughs> That's like the worst thing. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But I'll put, there's a few guys that are gonna find it difficult, isn't it? So what I find with ward rounds, everyone does ward rounds is part of the circuit, yeah. You know, you, you might, know, you might sorry, just to, to cut you there for a second. <laughs> you, know, you remember my dad? Yeah. My dad. He'll tell us a story. If he's got uh, peanuts next to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll put the peanuts enough. in his mouth, <laughs> chew it, then start talking. And then when he's run out of peanuts, he'll stop talking and then he'll put peanuts in his mouth again. So he's like, all he has, and he's, and he's very um, engaging the way he tells the stories, yeah? And you're like this, yeah? But all he has, and you got, you got peanut residue all over yeah. your face. <laughs> well, go on, carry on. So with the ward rounds, I, I tell you one story, yeah? On my final ward round, because I was obviously going to become a GP, I was going to become a registrar in GP world. It was my final night. So we used to do, so this was absolutely abysmal, yeah? Alhamdulillah, never do it again. You'll do seven nights. You'll start the night eight o'clock at night. You finish the night eight o'clock in the morning. That's your night shift. And then you had the post-take ward round. Oh, what, sorry? The post-take ward round. So after, so you're on take. That means you take cases and clients on, right? After eight o'clock? No, no, the ward rounds after eight. So the consultant comes in the morning. They're already bust up anyway because that consultant's phone should be on. If somebody's in an emergency, they might they need to come in and deal with it as well. And I remember... But they're at home though. They're at home, yeah. But you're kind of not 100%. You never want to call them, bro. Is That's it? the worst thing. You call that person. It you, better be It better be something what? that you, you can't deal with I remember I called yourself. a radiology consultant about two, three in the morning. And it was a really good Arab... Uh, consultant 
and she was female. She, I thought, you know, I start, you know, you start sweating on the phone. Like, <laughs> did she do this to you? Repeated her She goes, and you should never call me unless you have the answers. And I was like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> yeah, but why would you call her if you don't? If because you have the answer, I, the way it was, she, you know, when someone asks you too many questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, I, 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 and then she's like, right, yeah, right, and I was like, right, and she put the phone. I was like. I said to the other one, so can you make the phone call? <laughs> so wow. with this word, but a lot of the times you know the answer. But you're stressed you, 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 you need uh, what's the word? Reassurance. reassurance. You, you need, and they're not there need, to reassure you, bro. You, you need to be yeah. reinforced that yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mentality was: you say something, you follow it through. So if I say to you, you're having a heart attack, I don't go, hmm, let me give you some paracetamol. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna take you down that pathway, even if I'm wrong. I said. I've made that clinical decision. I'll give you an example. It's child- like Brexit, isn't it, bro? Like we made a decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going into sneakers and buying a sneakers and knowing that you have a peanut allergy. I have made, I've a made decision. my decision, bro. <laughs> you know? So, sneakers, though. So, we're, yeah. You- we're going to smooth over that crack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, carry on, carry on. So, he, he uh, what is it called? It's not sneakers. Snickers, bro. Snickers, Snickers. <laughs> uh, or, or what they used to call it back in the day? Marathon? Marathon, yeah. Marathon, yeah. So, we used to do seven day shifts like that, seven night shifts. So you're eight to eight, and then you done an eight till two post-take warden. It took about four or five hours to go through the cases. So just think how many hours, 12 plus five, 17. You've done seven of those in a row. Let me tell you something, you know, when you seven, come up- in our days. That's mad. That's nuts. And you know when you start- Where do compa- you sleep in the hospital? I'll drive home. I don't know how I did it. I was 22 in it, 23, your baby, and you got the juice for it. Yeah. And I'll go there. Go home. And I remember once, oh, my wife and my sister are watching this. I remember once I'd done one of these nights and they bought a kebab, but it was a spicy one. Was, <laughs> who bought a kebab? I ain't gonna say who. Okay. I just said my sister and I want my wife together. I'm gonna, they're gonna put it on me now when they hear this. <laughs> and I was, you know, spicy food and me don't mix too well. I'm scared to eat spicy. Like, I'll go somewhere eat just salad because it's spicy. And I ate it and I was crying, but I was hungry. <laughs> what do you mean you were crying? Like I was like, oh, why did you buy this? I'm, I was so tired oh, in it. Oh right, like, you were broken. I was broken. You're but broken. I'm gonna eat. Gonna go <laughs> and, like the drooling and like that on the bed. What kind of kebab? And though? is it? Those it was kebabs? kebabish. You know the kebabish. Oh, you know the fire ones. Yeah, okay, the fireworks okay. in 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 the pita bread. Yeah, so yeah. I, I and I remember they were. You know the worst thing is, bro. They were cracking up. They were laughing. At they were you. laughing at me. And I was like, I'm gonna get you both. But they always bring that up when we. That's the thing, you know, lack of sleep makes you. You come out. Let me just say something. So, destroys you. Dumb so, bro, as well. so, imagine, yeah? That, this is another thing. So, this is why doctors you have loads of car crashes on the road. I'll drive and I see a bridge in front of me and I've done this. And it's right next to you. No. <laughs> You've gone past it. Behind me. <gasps> And I've gone, yeah. Oh. And I've, so what you do, you open the windows, yeah, you start yeah, blurting yeah. some wild music, whatever it's just, <laughs> I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna call somebody, yeah. somebody, you know, like, you know, what's that community? Because you can't thing? see on the motor, you can't you stop. Can't, bubble. You can't, Bobo. You can't. You know what happened to me once? I used to do deliveries, yeah? So I used to start work at two in the morning and finish at about 10. So sometimes, bro, you, you don't wanna sleep at five o'clock, bro. No, you don't. That's long. Just work through the day. So, no, no, like I sleep about eight, nine o'clock. But if you sleep eight, I can figure nine, 10, 11, 12, one, that's like six hours. But waking up at two o'clock, it's nighttime, bruv. Yeah. And do you feel sick? Habib, you know what happened to me? So I'm driving on the A20. Must be a 20. Is it, no, no, A20 goes, towards Enfield. Not sorry, which, one, which one's the one that goes towards South? Uh, 
South South London. I think it's A20. Is it A20? It goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, past Greg Greenwich and yeah, 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 Kidbrook yeah. and all those sides, yeah. So I was driving a Sprinter van, <laughs> and it's it's limited at seventy. So you can just put your foot down on the accelerator, and you just keep it moving, yeah. So I'm I'm driving, and Subhanallah, I'm fighting sleep badly. Yeah, yeah. I'm fighting it, fighting it, fighting. And you just feel this kind of yes. You know, the front of your head, you feel like, you know, like some, someone's just going like that to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I fell asleep. Woke up. I was in the third lane. So I was <gasps> on the fast lane. And then it, it must have been, it felt, it felt like one second. It felt like I closed my eyes. But it must Same. have been at least 10 seconds. Same here, bro. That's what I'm saying to you. And alhamdulillah, it wasn't on a bend or anything. They would have found me in some ditch somewhere, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. I've, I've done night shifts, bro. And on the way home, autopilot, yeah, yeah, fam. Exactly. I'm like, how did I get home? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember which yeah. route I took. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I yeah, got yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah, dangerous, yeah, bro. Yeah. And this is the thing I And also, so, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Also, at night, you just see the weirdest things. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> but if you know what happened to you once, well, like, listen to this one, bro, yeah? I'm in my van. I'm waiting for them because, the, the, you know, the bakery guys. So it's me, the bakery guys. You know the guys that deliver to the shops, yeah? yeah. yeah? So we're just waiting, isn't it? So it's we're like just... night crew. Yeah, it's a night crew. So we're all <laughs> like, but we swap as well. He gives me bread and I give him sandwiches or whatever, yeah? So we're just chilling there, bro. And I see my door open. And some crackhead jumps in, yeah? <laughs> Closes the door, looks at me. He goes, hey, you're not my uncle. And jumps out. <laughs> and closes the door behind him. And just bops off, yeah? And I'm sitting in the van a bit. We're lying, bro, yeah? I'm sitting in the van and I'm like, Am I going crazy? Did someone just jump in my van, bro? There was a guy sleeping on top of a bus stop, bro. <laughs> I've seen those. Like he's on a bus stop, like right on I top. Know, I've seen it's, those. It's just really mad things that happen at night, bro. So you so, were so, saying so something. Imagine you're doing 17 hours, right? Yeah. Back to back. And then I'm a So hold on, you've got 17 hours. So it's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Take away 17, what's that? You're left with seven. So seven hours, yeah? In, in that time, hours, you, drive you have to sleep, no, you have drive, to drive home. Pray, yeah. eat. Somehow, I don't know how I was praying. I was just trying to pray. <laughs> I was just to God's bro. So you, and I, I never stayed on site, which I was allowed to. But I did they have like sleeping quarters there? Yeah, for but bro, that's well. when some strange things happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in that environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I used to like the doctor's mess itself, and it was brilliant. So anyway, I, I used to get back. Anyway, so it got to a point where I remember complaining, and, and I remember saying. Then also you done a prospective cover. So you done a one in four, or one in five. That means whoever goes on nights, you gotta take their shift on the daytime. It was really say that again. So imagine every five days. So if you do a seven day night, yeah, you're covering the A E admissions department, okay? This was back in the day. Because you was taken out of your usual on call route. You got to pick up the slack. There was no extra. I was like, what this do you mean? Some proper slavery. I'm confused. So you do the night plus your own shift? No, no. So if you go on night shifts, yeah? yeah. You're doing eight to eight. Eight to eight. You yeah. can't do day shifts. And your own team once a week has got a own its own on call. Bro, that's nuts, bro. I know. I know. So you've got to cover that once a week as well. So I remember complaining. And the registrar said, that's nothing. In my day, it was a one in three. The consultant said, in my day, it was a one in one. 
basically you live in a hospital. Like, oh, Get out of here, so bro. Is, is that where you cross side and yeah, like? Have oh, you heard? Have you heard? There's, there's, um, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So, the, the four Yorkshiremen, that sketch from Monty no. Python. Oh yeah. In my day, we don't. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it so up. So ba- yeah. basically, on my last, on my last night, yeah. I know it doesn't sound like fun, but I wanted to have some fun. So I was with a really good doctor called James Ayers. I think he's in Australia. He's really good. And right, one sec, one sec. Can I just bring this up before we go into the next bit? Yeah. Well, Does that bring this up, bro? This is the full Yorkshireman by Monty Python. You know? This is what he's talking about. Glass of shuttle, the shuttler. Hey, Dussar. Ah, you're right there, Robert. I did right. Who'd have thought 40 years ago? that we'd be sitting here drinking Chateau de Chasselas. Oh, I would have been glad of the price of a cup of tea then. Ah, a cup of cold tea. Oh. Ah, without milk or sugar. Oh. Or tea. Oh. <laughs> and out of a cracked cup at that. Oh. We never had a cup. We used to drink out of a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> Best we could manage was to suck on a piece of damp cloth. <laughs> well, you know, I often think we were happier then, although we were poor. Because we were poor. Aye. My old dad said to me, he said, money won't bring you happiness, son. He was right. Aye. I was happier then, I had nothing. Aye. We used to live in a tiny, tumble-down old house with great holes in roof. House? You're looking to have a house? We used to live in one room, 26 of us. And we were all huddled in one corner for fear of Half falling. the floor was missing. <laughs> room. You were lucky to have a room. We used to have to live in corridor. Corridor. <laughs> oh, I used to dream of living in a corridor. That would have been a palace to us. We used to live in a water tank on rubbish tip. Ah. Anyway, it goes on and on. So basically what happened? That, that was what was happening with your um, Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what this last night, right? Get into the story now. I was with this doctor, James Ayers. He's re- a really funny guy. Really. I used to love just talking to him. Because, you know, just some characters, bro. They're just, alhamdulillah, really nice guys. So we done a we done a, a night together. It was my last night. And I said, James, you know what I'm going to do? Because we had a particular consultant on the ward round. A uh, really good Arab consultant. I'm going to swap all the, the cards over. <laughs> no. I said, I'm going to use two words. Proven and demonstrable. On every single case. Proven. But you know the way I say it's proven and it's demonstrable. Okay, right. So for every single case, I said, and it's absolutely proven as well as demonstrable (laughs) that this patient has presented with a classical low respiratory tract infection. (laughs) And I said to Ames, Is he all right? is, Is he okay? And James is, bro, he's crying. He's creasing up. So every time I go see a patient, I said, and again, which is proven. <laughs> I didn't if, well, this bro, is in rounds. Every single patient. I was like, I don't care. No. You know, I said, I've had enough. I don't know falling down, bro. I don't know falling down on the last one. So you're trolling them, basically. Basically, bro. In that voice? In that voice. What, even cancer patients? Nah, <laughs> deep, bro, bro. That's, that's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep. I used to love it. You know the best department to work in, bro? Pediatrics. No. That's the heartbreak in that one. There, there, there's two. Pediatrics is sweet because you see babies everywhere, right? But the two funniest departments is your emergency door, your A&E. That place is wild. And mental health. No, no, no. Care of the elderly. Why? Because those patients... They don't care, innit? They don't care. And, uh, you know, they they used to call it the... This way used to call it the dark side. Why? I don't know. I I never understood it. I thought, well, what does it mean? It's basically a place where... Because they're going to die soon, bro. Basically, it's one of those kind of like really, you know, morbid kind of departments. 
But the patience, bro, were really yeah, the old people are to funny. Them, they've got so many stories to tell you, bro. Because they're old and they don't care what they say. Basically, yeah. They don't have to hold their. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They'll, they'll tell it's you refreshing, off. Refreshing, isn't it? They'll yeah. tell you off yeah. in your face. You're like, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. But A was amazing. I love, bro. You know what? What's the weirdest um, A and E story you have? There's some censorship ones that we have to look at, but what do you mean? Like, like, obviously, don't mention which hospital. And don't no, no, yeah, sure. There, there, there was the, like, you know, people do strange things to themselves, yeah, and you have to remove things from certain cavities. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to them when you see that, bro? No, because the thing is, you have I'll to have, have shame. No, I have to be honest. You, you have. I'm not just saying because the camera's on. But you got to think, right? You hand on heart. There's a Rogerian statement called unconditional positive regard. You look at someone and think, I can't be conditional, even though it's the most weirdest thing they've done. And I have to have positive regard to, the, to, to, the, to whatever they come with, right? So these people, for whatever reason they've done it, they've done it because they're not... They're, what I always say is, I could have been in that situation. Like, if I wasn't given the right tools yeah. to... Do things and okay, but we get all yeah. that stuff, yeah. So, just, saying, give, so, just hit us straight so basically, the... things like broomsticks, wow, <laughs> you know, in in, in this yeah, pelvic region, yeah. it's like wow, okay. And you something that we can actually air, bro. Okay, we can air <laughs> because this is gonna get cut out because no one's gonna be sitting there with their kids listening to yeah, this, bro. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I, I tell, I tell you an interesting one, like an interesting one, an yeah. interesting a one, one good story that will give us a reminder, yeah. So we had a kid come in, motorbike accident, and he was restless in the back of the ambulance, and I was saying he's really restless, but they couldn't find any injuries on him. So he's come off the motorbike. This is a, a house one. Yeah, he's come off the motorbike, hit the bollard, like, a, you know, those girders, right, whatever, you know, those things in the yeah, street, yeah. yeah? And he's, they said his helmet split in half, but they couldn't see any, like, it was, like, no, no, no injuries on him, right? Yeah. But he was really irritable angry so there's like he's had a massive cerebral injury then i mean oh. something's his head is basically contused yeah and then he just basically passes out in the back of the ambulance yeah and they're trying to resuscitate him so he's come into a and e into resource and trauma team is ready now yeah? so I'm, I'm part of that trauma team because I'm, I'm in majors resource so i'm running that part but obviously trauma teams itu anesthetics orthopedics medical team the whole lot everyone is there yeah and I recall rightly, somehow, when they were doing all this kind of like, you know, resuscitation, sometimes they do scans as well and they do blood gases, loads of stuff. And basically his insides were basically like slush puppy. <gasps> what do you mean insides? So basically he must have hit it so hard. Like it's like a sonic boom in it. So it's, everything's just like shuttered inside. Like probably organs are like ripped. Did he die? Yeah, well, he passed away. About 18 years old. We're talking about nine, 2005, 2004. Anyway, the, the reason why I bring this story up is it's a sad story, but it's a reminder because when I've come out, all the nurses are crying. And I was like, okay, and you know, it's, it's sad. This young boy's passed away. And you know, these are really, you know, the I tell you what, Essex nurses were wicked, so homely people, good people, man. And I said, What what happened? She goes, Don't you know the story? So basically him and his mum had a fight oh. And I can't recall if he said or she said I hope you die oh. The dua of the mum bro That's She actually said that to him mm. 
that's deep, bro. That's she deep. must feel proper guilty, man. Well, I, I don't know why. I, I was like, Whoa. unless she really wanted him to die. That's proper emotional damage. <laughs> Jeez, I had to, I had to <laughs> cut that. I had to cut, cut that, that, bro. Because, bro, because, bro. Can I tell everyone? Because, bro. Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. <laughs> now, can I tell everyone? No, really funny one, yeah? So there's a guy and have a motorbike. Motorbike's an A A one A one two seven. Bro, Jude, just watch out, man. Please, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be careful, bro. Long for having slash puppy inside, bro. That's so anyway, right. so he hit another guy's come off, hit his face. I don't know what happened, yeah. But he's like, get off me, don't. And he's swearing and shouting. He's hold, someone's holding. I don't know. He's holding his mouth, and then he's, he's gone. I said, don't touch. And his tongue's gone like that. Oh. <laughs> and I've gone. Oh! <laughs> Grabbed his mouth, like his tongue, like that. And I said, "Hold you it!" You grabbed his tongue yeah, because my money was split. <laughs> That's my tongue. But you know the tongue, yeah. Mm. I don't know how it split without his face splitting. That's what I can't understand. <laughs> but how, how how does that? What's the healing like on the tongue? That's because really it's a dirty phenomenal. area. It's phenomenal. The Is tongue, it? The tongue replaces its uh, cells. I don't know the the rate, but it's probably it's like skin. Yeah. Tongue, uh, eye, eyes, another one. When you get eye problems, very quickly they recover. It's just, it's just, it's one of those things. I think it's amazing. Anything where you're constantly having exposure to something, the, like ulcers recover, unless you've got underlying immune deficiency, but usually ulcers do recover very, very quickly. You know, skin, you get a cut and abrasion within a few days, it's more or less closing up within a week or two, it's gone. Um, so I remember the MaxFax consultant came, a uh, registrar came down. What's the MaxFax? Uh, okay, so MaxFax is like a dentist who's trained in medicine. So they're basically maxillofacial. They can do any kind of reconstruction of the face using other parts. So they're amazing, but they're super surgeons, yeah? It's this little Asian uh, sister from Pakistan. She's come down and she's come, and I'm like, she's like this big. This guy's huge. <laughs> but she just got his mouth. She grabbed him like that, held his tongue, bro. And I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm going to repair it now. Wow, on the spot. What'd you do? You I, 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 was, I don't did know. She just staple it, bro. I don't know what she was doing, but basically I was so impressed. Her demeanor. Yeah, like, she's a registrar, right? So she's pretty yeah. a consultant, basically. Yeah? And she's really been a dentist and she's done medicine. She's probably in her 40s, uh, late 30s, early 40s. So there's no messing around with her. I remember, what, do you remember that Turkish doctor from uh, Homerton? Oh, the pediatric consultant. Yeah. So what happened was that one of my kids had. She um, was. She's very. She's so good, bro. So what? Uh, uh, do you remember when when Noah was born? He was uh, always ill. He was ill. He had um, uh, mastitis. No, bronchitis. Bron no. Really bad bronchitis. So he was feverish, and so mm. they had to. His oxygen levels dropped and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. So we're in the hospital with him. They're trying to do a lumbar puncture, bro. She went. Nah, bro. Well, she went, but but you've just ruined the story now. So, <laughs> sorry. Guy, bro. Allow me in it. Let me let me build up in it. Should we cut that out of the story? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not gonna cut out. So basically, what happened was they had um they had the. Should I be surprised? Go. Ah! So they got a guy. They got a guy who was a, a trainee. Trainee, yeah. But you know what got on my nerves? He just come off lunch, yeah, and his fingers had yellow. He had healthy fingers, bro. And his breath was like Banging. Bruce Lee, bro. <laughs> and he had a heavy Whoa. accent and he was arrogant, bro. The accent didn't bother me. It's the arrogance. It's the arrogance, bro. I you know what that. he did to him, bro? So you imagine. Like that. Yeah, I told you that, didn't he? He, yeah. had, he had his neck. And, he ha and 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 the top of his bum. Like and he's, so he's curved his spine. He's like making that. kiss his butt. Bro, but imagine he's like two weeks old. Yeah, and he's hitting, and I'm like, listen, bro, 
You need to stop now. <laughs> he goes, you hit it once and he, he didn't get it. I was thinking he's going to disable him or something. Is it possible? Get your holiday figures off my son. <laughs> it's a lumbar puncture, bro. It's very, very dangerous. It's, yeah. So anyway, I said, you, both, you get out of here and go and get someone that can actually do this, bro. She come in, like literally she was just walking past. She looked in because she was d- dealing with the case, innit? Yeah, she's a head leaking something. No, stuff. Where's she? Yeah, she was, she was, yeah, she was. Um, she's leaking something. Yeah. She's bopped in, bruv, put her gloves on. Bang. Took the water out. Boom. And she moonwalked out. And she just kept it moving, bruv. <laughs> but she was like this, bro. She must have been about in her 60s, I think, or maybe yeah, 50s, she, I, late 50s. She's bro, like, man. She's still about. You know that, you know that, uh, you know that uh, episode in House, bro, yeah? You know that one that you, he's on the, he's on the, um, oh, the quad he bike. He, he has a seizure. And he, he's a, he's bare burnt. He's burnt all over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they wake him up and then the guy asks him, oh, I, what happened to you uh, on the bike or whatnot? And then he goes, I weed myself. Can that? Can you actually do that in real life, bro? Have a convulsion and piss yourself? No. It's a burnt victim, yeah? Wake him up you to ask him a question. You wake him up to ask him a question. Oh, when um, House done that. Yeah. Well, can you, you know House? Yeah, it's, it's, a, you know it's that a show, fic- bro. You know that fiction? <laughs> can I tell you something? There are some, they, what it is, they take like a, a medical diagnosis that you will never see in the whole of your life ever. Yeah. yeah. And then they dramatize it. Can I, you know, there's one very interesting one. Like there's one. There's one called hypophysia, right? So they memorize every single last episode of their life, and that is true. I think one in a hundred. Oh yeah, so they know every, even, um, even being born, even being yeah. born, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, so, born, but he, yeah. the way they make it seem, and there was one where she had a car crash and she was taking this antiviral and it stuck to her liver. And I was like, what about yeah. the one when the woman kept on? She kept on convulsing, and it was a tick. No, it was no, no, it was a tick no. in her. It was yeah, it was yeah, a brain yeah, yeah. transmitted a, yes, uh, yes, tick. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. he clawed through her bedroom and he goes, "Right, I'm gonna look underneath her dress." And about taking him to surgery, he goes, "This is what's causing it." Yeah, yeah. It was a tick downstairs. Yeah. Oh, but this one was interesting because I wanted to ask. Is that real? Wait, is that real? It probably has got some kind of connection, but yeah, you can connect so many dots if you wanted to, bro. There was this yeah. one. This was like, so this guy comes can in. I just say they're yeah, called, they're called gray cases. Yeah, they don't really they like. No one edge cases basically yeah, like yeah. it's one in a million or whatever it is, yeah. yeah so this one guy what happened was it makes of a damn good story oh he's not gonna let me know. <laughs> he's actually not gonna let me tell the story I like you like <laughs> emotional damage <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm not gonna tell you that, gonna tell gonna you that. that everyone watching no. and this thing is gonna I need to know I'm gonna I was gonna drop a gem but you know what please no please, please. I wanna okay. know it I wanna no. know it pretty please okay so um now, now now you've guys built it up now it's gonna be dead bro <laughs> no go on go on so what happened was the, this kid comes in in house yeah the film yeah in house yeah so he comes in and he's got some sort of problem now the issue he wants to find out if he's genetic yeah Oh, so, but his dad's in a coma in the same yeah, hospital. Yeah. yeah? So he, what he does he, is he turns the light on and off. Is that the no, one? no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns, so he has a seizure in yeah. it. But then he's like, I need to ask his dad. His dad's in a coma. Then he gives him this thing. <laughs> Can I tell you? Is that That's what is a that? Load of BS. There has to be, bro. Load of BS. So he wakes him up from a coma. No, check it. He wakes him up from a coma. But the thing is, once he wakes him up, he dies. He's dead, bro. After that, if you wake him up from that coma, he dies. It's such a load of beer. Did he wake him up though? So he woke him up. Episode. Then the guy goes to this. This is good. He's been in the coma for ten years. Yeah, he comes out of a coma. Then he says to him, "I will tell you the answer if you take me to Las Vegas. And oh, I want yeah. a, I want yeah. a, I want a yeah. steak meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah and yeah, I was yeah. just chilling there, like, 
Did they give it to him though? Yeah, he took yeah, him. Yeah, and, and then he died, and then and then they used his organs to help his son. Yeah, save his son. That is so. It was it was it was weird. a parting gift to his son. Or something. Yeah, parting gift. To what his about son. the what about the medical jumbo in Scrubs? Is that again a lot of it is is make believe, but they do they do kind of like put. Yeah, they have to put it in yeah, some sort. And were you ever it. messed with by a janitor? <laughs> I knew the janitors personally, Jorge's and. Uh, uh oh my god those two they were colombians bro i used to learn bear uh it's actually spanish i learned from them oh did no you, way did you put the penny in the in the door oh, no. that, that that's the first <laughs> the first episode did you do this <laughs> oh, no. and then for 10 seasons the guy's messing with me you put a penny in the door bro <laughs> they, they taught us at medical school so i was like hola adonde vos voy a la mesquita Excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you having a seizure, bro? <laughs> you say, I like mosquitoes. That's no. Mosquitoes. I don't know there was. Where are you going? Uh, uh, that sounds uh, Persian, bro. No. And he goes, <laughs> check my Spanish people out there, please. Tell me I'm not making sense. Um, and you uh, say, uh, If you ask them like that, they're not going <laughs> to <they're laughs> help, help you, bro. I'm going to ask them. <laughs> Can I ask another question? This, is, so this, no, so this always interests me. Talking about house, so just, just yeah. that last thing about house, is there was one where it was about someone eating a certain food and they get a certain kind of parasite. The, pa- the pork. Yeah. So there are presentations that you can get like that, but I just think it's just... It's been hyped up. It's been hyped up. Yeah. Just for the video, man. But I was going to say to you, um, you know things like, for example, getting hit in the head and, and speaking with a Chinese accent. I've, I've seen that one. Have you seen that one? Yeah. It's called I'm going to pull it up This guy is called Accent syndrome Is that real? It's real phenomenon Serious? What about they, they, they an, an actual event. language? Uh, hello No, no, check it It's on the BBC, man It's, it's woman Woman Because I woke up There's in Gauli yesterday <laughs> It's really yeah. heartbreaking After migraine It says here, look no, no, it's really Oh, this is bad, bro Bring this up bro. Let me bring it up <laughs> Because the wish is really heartbreaking I feel sorry for her Watch, watch, watch First, let me just do something before I do that, you know? (laughs) Sarah has spent most of her life in Plymouth. You know what makes it worse about these things? (laughs) They make it serious. Because the BBC News is serious, bro. Just just, just watch. Accent to match until recently. So, fish and chips. I said that white. Three and a half years ago, she was rushed into hospital with a migraine, <laughs> which left her with a voice she didn't recognize. I have not actually heard the Maya yet. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't love, man. Don't love. That's evil. It's not, it's well, not her. Listen, listen to her voice. Wait. wait. <laughs> listen to her voice before it happened. This wait, is, wait, wait. This is the heartbreaking yeah, This is what she sounds like her before. Her initial response upon hearing how she used to sound from a bank telephone recording. Good afternoon, thank you was to long for her old accent to return. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy though. Um, I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? I know it's me, but I feel like I want to say... <laughs> wow! Mama, can you put Omidjilili accent in I know it's a me, but... Mama, But how does this happen, Amir, bro? I put Omidjilili accent in Okay, but how does this happen? Well, I'll bring it up. How does this happen, bro? It's Okay, so you've got two parts of the brain. 
One's Chinese. <laughs> 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 no, no, there's, there's one that I want to wake up Iranian. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> but is it always Chinese, though? No, no, no. Just there's, there's, I think there was... I'm not going to say the language. There was other ones from Africa. So there are people who wake up. Oh, serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Omidjani makes a joke about it, but it's real. That is what? mad. Sketch was actually based on truth. This is actually it's actually called foreign accent syndrome. Apparently, people have had strokes. Full screen, bro. But, but doesn't he look like he actually is could be a male brother though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There was actually a Geordie woman who woke up with a Jamaican accent. It's absolutely true. She woke up and they said, "How are you feeling?" She went, "Easy, no." <laughs> <laughs> and when she heard her accent, because how do you feel? She goes, "I'm totally devastated." <laughs> <laughs> but there's a very clear differentiation between having a condition and simply being a ponce. <laughs> there are some people who put on accents and they're very poncy. You know, there are some people who think it's very cool to pronounce anything ethnic with the correct accent. You know, you see people at, like, at theatre festivals saying, oh yes, I went to see a great French theatre company called Le Théâtre de la Mimi du Pain. <laughs> <laughs> right. what? And what's that Spanish dance company, the Spanish thing, the, the dance thing from Spain, it's on the tip of my tongue, the, um, yeah, yeah, the Oyamiri Yoquera Cosali California. <laughs> <laughs> Dance workshop <laughs> from Madrid. It's amazing. <laughs> and what's that Nigerian theatre company? <laughs> what is going on? I don't believe it. <laughs> theatre company. Uh -uh. In Lagos, really experimental. Now, if anybody That's wants it, to learn. <laughs> yeah, so you were saying there's two parts of the so brain. Two parts of the brain. There's, there's one that produces sound. And the one that uh, is as understanding of the sound, so it's called production. It's interesting because it was, this is so dumb, I'm going to teach you guys something medical now. Go on. So it was called broken. What's that? Are you being disrespectful, bro? No, no, I'm not <laughs> just saying. being disrespectful, it's, it's, it's bro? No, not at all, man. No, bro. So it was um, this Broca's area and Wernicke's area. Broca's area? So the way Wernicke's. to remember it is production, understanding. <laughs> That's how I used to learn it. I'm not joking. Production and what? So brokers is production, production. So you produce sound, the way you produce the sound. And what's that technique called? Is it supposed... Oh, you mean uh, when you... It's associated... Association uh, of sounds. Uh, uh, not there's, there's a not specific uh, term for I know, it. Anyway, I know. it doesn't matter. Go so, on, so, on. And then Wernicke's is understanding to understand, yeah? Right. So one is understanding and one is expressing. Yeah. So I think there's an air, the Broca's area is affected in these kind of patients. But why does she have a why Chinese, Chinese accent? I have no understanding. And do Chinese people get English accents? <laughs> that would be quite powerful. That's interesting, isn't it, bro? Lee asking for fish and chips. That's our madness. That is powerful. So if, if they say, oh, fella, yeah, sweet, man. <laughs> well, I know someone like that. <laughs> but do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The what, but, what? But another thing, okay, why is it that through elocution training, you can actually change your accent? Think mm. about it. Think about that. So we speak with an English accent, but our parents speak with a foreign accent, even though they've been here for longer than we've been alive, right? Yeah. So it's like, it makes you think, well, what happened there? So there's certain areas of the brain that are, if you want, sensitized and like, right, well, I'm not going to be able to change that. Or you can untrain it. So that, it comes back to psychology, right? So what's CBD? Cognitive behavioral therapy, right? So you're learning and unlearning things and learning something different to help you understand uh, that that problem at hand, yeah. So the problem is we don't we don't we don't appreciate how powerful that tool is, and elocution is a good example. And talk, talking about accents, I tell you a sad story, Zach. You know, um, 
I was queuing up, I think, I don't know, somewhere in one of these shops, and there was a, a lady in front of me, probably in her late 60s. She had the most amazing English, like her elocution was like splendid, like really beautiful, right? And she was very well spoken. And I can't remember, I was at med school, was this how most of the professors spoke? And there was a gentleman with us saying, oh, you, your, your form, your English, you know, it was complimenting her. And he goes, he goes, let me tell you a little story. Where what, this happened in Sainsbury's, well? I think it was in Aldi. What the hell is she doing in Aldi, bro? She speaks English like that. Someone said to you, so she goes, we're Irish. Yeah. My father was so this, so this happened in the line and you I were just preying on their conversation? No, it was it was an open platform conversation, right? right, right? right, right. And I was so amazed because she goes, we're from Ireland and my father, out of fear of being uh, uh, persecuted. persecuted by the English, he spent every single penny to make sure all of us could speak without the Irish accent. And that's heartbreaking. Because I actually like the Scottish and Irish. Mm. I think there's uh, some, something beautiful. Sit, doin. That's the Northern Irish accent. <laughs> that's Northern, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think I love accents. I think they're beautiful. They're colourful, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think it adds character and stuff in it. I personally think I, I like the English language. Because of its form, when it's formal. But to be fair, any language can be beautiful if it's formal, right? But I, yeah. I just think, um, but I was, I was quite, I was quite, and I, I, working in Hackney, was a lot of my patients were from Ireland, um, actually were Irish, and they they were telling me stories about how they used to be beaten and and literally taught, treated like trash. I mean, this particular patient of mine, I think she passed away now. She was actually raped several times. Whoa! Yeah, in the early eighties. The police wouldn't do much about that because by who? Um, by basically English, uh, I think neighbors and stuff who figured out she had an accent and would target her. Was, was it, it that like, bad back then? Yeah, Bobo was really bad. It was Irish. In the 80s. Yeah, man. man the Irish really got it bad. Bro. They got it bad. In the eighties, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you not noticed? It's interesting. A lot of uh, interracial marriages were between Jamaicans and Irish, Irish, yeah, because they were treated the same. So they actually coalesced together, didn't they? So no dogs, no blacks, no Irish in the pubs, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, this patient told me we used to. I, she goes, I remember seeing and thinking, why don't they like us? But why? I don't know. Zizan. People in it, bro. History in it. History. The whole thing about Ireland, the orange. You know, so inter- you know, it's an interesting story, bro. Is um, the orange from Scotland. I went to when I went to Northern Ireland. Yeah, there was actually a Muslim. Uh, so, so during the famine. Let me just bring this up. Yeah, yeah, there, there was the, it was, it was the Ottoman Empire, my man. He uh, sent, no, it was actually uh, Moroccan, uh, North Moroccan? African, bro. Yeah, they, 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 they uh, sent, they sent aid to Ireland, but they weren't allowed I to send actually more. Went, imagine this. Two pence per person. But so he sent another boat undercover from, yes. m- from Maghrib. And he, no, no, it was North Africa. It was, I think it was that whole region anyway. It was under the. I actually went. Uh, so the guy that um, we went to, so imagine he lives in somewhere called Port Rush, hardly in any Muslims there. And like when I sp- told him the story, he was shocked, bro. <clears throat> he was shocked that there was uh, this kind of interaction yeah, between absolutely. Muslims and the Irish. Well, well how about the Algerians and the French, bro? When there was a drought in, in France, the Algerians sent so much aid to them, right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. And I remember the, the, the talking about now, this is how you repay the Algerians. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's Oh yeah, you're right It was the Ottoman It says During the great famine in Ireland Of the 1840s Ottoman Sultan Abdul Messi Donated a thousand pounds To famine relief Equivalent of 84,000 Dollars US Between 84,000 And 260,000 So that's Turkey But there's lots of other um, Other nations In yeah. that area But there, there was a key thing 
they weren't the queen said you're not allowed to give more than this much so they used to send boats because it was like you can't give more than us we we are their commonwealth to us right so they they would but, but they caused the potato famine of course it is they're the one who caused it of course we know this but i'm saying when when they i think the ultimate when they sent their boats they sent them undercover so there was no uh yeah so no way is, of knowing is that what it so this there? is the letter here yeah it says the letter says with noblemen gentlemen and inhabitants of ireland want to express our thank our thank and gratitude for the ottoman sultan's magnificent mon, mon, assistance due to the disaster of, of death it is unavoidable for to appeal the assistance of other countries in order to be saved from the enduring threat of death and famine amazing isn't it but again this is not taught in schools this is not taught in of course it's um, not. I, don't know, I don't want to get into this because I, w- I really want to get like a, I think the Muslim history guy hopefully we'll try and get him one in it, I, I, I yeah, think um, but I, I think I don't like Zach you asked that question I mean why? oh yeah look at this there's a football club um, that's got the moon and the star as well as an emblem amazing so the point I was going to make was y- the reason why it's, it's beggar's belief is because the Irish, obviously, you look at them, Scottish, Welsh, they're Caucasian, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Why would, and they're next, what? there's some something not right when you hate someone that much that you're going to put them through that much um, pressure. And it was like, look, at remember Braveheart, the whole story about Braveheart? And no, it's about power, isn't it? That's the thing. It's, you know, racism... It's not real. Um, it's, it's, uh, remember that doc- a, yeah. the doctor I was telling you about? Doctor, yeah, it, it, it's more, yeah. What's his name? He goes, where does the word racism come from? He goes, race, it's a race for what? It's powerful. It's, it's um, resources. That's what it is. Mm. So what, what our, our existence on earth as people is there's this, there's this competition for resources, bro. That's all. If you look, if you think about the major problems in the world today, they're all because of resources. They're not distributed fairly, bro. Do you understand? So if you think about it, um, uh, just the other day I heard that America gave away 2 billion acres of land to immigrants and not one acre to freed slaves. So think about it. Immigrants coming from abroad to America, from Europe, they were given 150, I'll tell you, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, um, Thomas Jefferson... Or was given a hundred thousand acres, and uh, George Washington. I said, I can't remember exactly. The thing is, who's giving their land and who gives what gives them the right? Exactly, bro. That's what I'm saying to you. So, if you look at, you know, even even you look at in the UK, most of the land are owned by just a few families, bro. Of course, it is because you're leasing that. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of technicalities around it. Sometimes you're not buying the land. You're buying the you're buying the the right to live the right to live on that land. So you might have a hundred year lease, and then told go. So it's not generational wealth, bro. So after a hundred years, that land goes. You have to buy another lease, bro. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They always sell it to you. That's the problem. Who knows, bro? But that's 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 way of controlling, um, and. This morning I was listening to that Dr. Oh man, I forgot his name, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up so people can, can search him up. And he was talking about how America was split up. He goes, the power structure, how it was designed is to keep black people in that position forever, bruv. Yeah. Because as soon as you start, he goes... Well, think think about it. What, what, was, what was the... I think you spoke about middle class before, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what was the whole premise, right? So 
we it was all based around we spoke about Maslow's hierarchy of yeah. effects, yeah, and hierarchy of needs, yeah. So the first is physiological, the second is uh, uh, so the, the the first is safety, then physiological, then you, people love you, then you love people, and then you self actuate. You get better every every day. You're better than it was yesterday, yeah. So how are you safe? You don't drown. You don't die of of, of no oxygen. I know it sounds dumb. You don't you don't you don't get killed by wild animals. So I give you an example, right? A refugee on a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Why is he thinking about becoming a doctor? True. What's his first instinct? I might die and get eaten by sharks in this war. I need we. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. if you put enough structures in place, what's meant to happen is you're meant to not be worried about if you get sick now. Alama Berg, you can call nine nine nine. They'll send an ambulance in 18 minutes. We'll go to the hospital and you know you're going to get some of the best healthcare in the world. Might take a little bit too, might take a little bit long, <laughs> but you're going to get it. Education. I know we diss it a lot, but it's, this country's done a lot. You know, it's got some of the best systems in the world. University. So if you look carefully, when I was going through education, I think Muhammad followed and the like thereof. There was a lot of support for my year. They would give you grants and support and get you into university. And I was like, wait a minute, these guys are climbing the ladder. Abdullah and Hassan and Omar and Muhammad, they're all consultants and doctors and lawyers and account, they got their, their CEOs. Ooh, we need to slow this down. There you go, yeah, safety, that's the one. But you know, you know what it is? This, uh, I always, I mean, even as a kid, yeah. No, what, what I'm saying was, you see this Maslow hierarchy of needs, yeah? So No, but the thing is, you can flip it on his head. This right? is it. So as a Muslim, you don't, uh, no. it's the other way around. Yeah, you can flip it on his head. So, you're, so, so you're, you're putting all of your trust and your 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 affirmation in God's majesty. Saying that's it. God will take care of everything. However, I have to work and put info. This is but it. the point I'm getting at is, as a human being, look, to get to self-actuation, you, you know... In any nation, you had to put safety aspects in place. Yeah. So post-industrial uh, revolution, this is what made this country like accelerate because they put things like dentistry, hospitals in place, social services. Well, now, if you look at it even at a higher plane, for those Star Trek, Star Trekkers out there, what was Star Trek based on? Self-actuation. Mm. No one had a job. I'm not joking. Though. You, didn't, you didn't have to pay for anything. You see, you, as in they had a job, sorry, but you didn't work for money. You worked to better... What you was doing yeah. So But that's based on What philosophy right That's based on a narrative That anyone you're in contact with Shares that vision Well the problem was People started Taking the mick out of the system You know And But then what? Why did they do that Because if you told a student All of a sudden You're not going to get a grant You're going to be £100,000 in debt When you qualify But if you go on the dole You're right isn't it, man? Yeah, 100%, bro. Like, if, you, if you tell a student that you've got to pay rent, but if you go on the door, you ain't going to pay rent, but this, if you go on the door, you can't go to university. This is it. This is it. And we're always stuck in that, in that whole thing. Um, uh, I've been kind of, there's, there's um, you know, ILM Films, yeah. they have a course about um, Ibn Khaldun's Al-Muqaddimah. Mm. I've got the book here and I read it. It's about five years ago. No, more than that. 10, 10, 15 years ago, actually, I bought it. But my brain wasn't, like, mm. I read the first maybe 100 pages. But it kind of like went over my head a little bit. Mm. And you know, sometimes when you, you get more information you re and you kind of go back to it. But he talks about the rise and fall of civilization and, and something called Asibia. And Asibia meaning Travis. it's actually a bad thing. You know, I suppose some talks about it being a but bad didn't thing. Didn't he say it was something, he, he actually had a positive. So Ibn Khaldun it. spinned it because he was saying that um, about, about 
like in civilization at the moment. So, so the problem that we have now, yeah, is that everyone. This is an in. Um, this society is based on individualism. Mm. Everyone out for himself. Mm-hmm. That's what this society is built on. Now he goes. When, when society gets to that point, you're just gonna see the fall of it now. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't live because we've got government. Yeah. And 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 this is the thing. You know. There's so many things like, for example, in America, you look at the the hippie movement, yeah, and they were struggling in the seventies with the identity because all those wars that they've been through, like World War One, was it World War One? No, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, mm. Japan, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor, all this stuff. So people had enough of it. So what happened was the Americans, the one thing that they had before was a national identity. You know, they unified everyone under the flag. Mm. Under the constitution, mm. but they they kind of fell out, f- fell fell off, and that's why they had to create a new boogeyman because you needed an enemy. So America always needs an enemy. Mm. That's why they're so strong, isn't it? So that's when the whole I don't know if you've seen that documentary on BBC called The Power of Nightmares mm. about how they made the Muslims now into the new enemy now mm. in the time of the you know the war on terror. Mm. So now they had something to focus everyone on. Mm. Right, because if you're not focusing on that guy, you're focusing on yourself. You're focusing on yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I remember watching a video of this guy, um, in in the, some 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 rundown area, and they were going to recruit. Oh yeah, yeah. the black guy, um, yeah. skin. He goes to them, bro. I've seen some places in Iraq that look like here, bro. <laughs> yeah. He goes, why am I going over there? Like there's places here like that, man. Shirek, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Exactly, bro. So anyway, uh, kind of like digress. But Muqaddima, a very good book. And they're doing a course now as well on it. Mm. Which is if you're like an amateur historian or love history, it'd be something that you, should, you know you could look into. But but to go back to, what were, what were we talking about this for, man? I can't remember. I think it's about growth and about development and not being kept down. And so what happened was um, they, they slowly started dismembering that process so you couldn't really like you couldn't achieve those goals anymore that's what i would see anyway what is this but i think he's talking about the welfare you know like the welfare state yeah so me me and i were talking on the phone i think two three days ago about how i remember when i when i was at university yeah so i had but we were overcrowded in the house so i got social housing yeah so the social housing i was put into was temporary housing now temporary housing the the rent is above market so whatever the market rate for rent is it's above that a little bit so because what will happen is the, the the government will give you housing benefit and then you have to top it up top a little it. bit yeah yeah you had to show that you was going to put something into it yeah so i was kind of paying i was paying it i was a student but remember i didn't have a like so it got to a point where like i couldn't afford it i just couldn't afford like no no stuff like this is what they said to me if you I, if you keep on studying. I applied for uni, mm. but they said to me, "Listen, if you go to university, you you're can't. not allowed housing benefit." Yes. So I had to make a choice. I was like, "Do I drop out of uni and get a job to kind of keep a roof over my head, or do I go on social housing, or do I just what do I do?" I could, to be honest, with you, I only had one choice. Yeah. So I dropped out of university. Yeah. I had literally I had my my, my son and. So I just went on what done menial jobs for, uh, and I think for two three years yeah. I lost my way. Yeah, I was disillusioned. Yeah, and I remember speaking to 
my housing office at the time. I still, let me, let me, like, I, I actually like, I had a heart to heart with him. I said, listen, I'm 21 years old. I'm 22 years old. I don't want to be on a dole for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's going to be a point that I'm going to be paying taxes. So why are you guys destroying my life, bruv? Because I can't afford private rent. No, impossible. Social housing is designed for people like me, bruv. Eventually, I'll be a homeowner maybe one day or, you know, pay full rent or whatever. Pay pay council tax, pay all these things. Yeah. But if you keep us in this low-end bracket or like on the dole, what, how am I going to achieve anything? Yeah. So he then he then he always said to me, there's a, there's a, there's a scheme where they put you into council houses. The council houses are lower rent. So the rent was £150 a week. And that's something I was like, you know what, I could actually nice, afford yeah. this. Yeah. But that's how I got it. But, but do you see what I'm saying to you? A lot of people, and I know everyone that I know that I grew up with, most people anyway, they've, they've one way or another been stuck in this trap. Yeah, of course. We, some don't, we, people, don't, we, don't, we don't have that financial support to say well, literacy the literacy financial literacy. we talk about yeah. this bro yeah, yeah, yeah. we're both terrible with money bro yeah, absolutely because we've never been brought up to kind of how say to, right how to manage it how to manage your money yeah, like agreed 100%. put some aside like, like uh i don't know and it's only just now we've been you know doing things a bit differently yeah, yeah. but i mean for a long time you can earn so much money but if you don't know how to use it and you don't know where to put it and you don't know how to save it you don't know how to kind of increase it you're always going to be stuck. You're going to, you're going to be broke. This is it. And you're chasing your tail. That's what's going exactly. to happen. Exactly. And then chase your tail. you're going to hit 50, 60. And have nothing. And have zip, nothing. Yeah. And then the next generation has to start again. Instead of building on your platform, innit? It's the same as Legion, isn't it? The whole point of Legion was to develop it. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't need us. It's its yeah. own. It's its own. It journey. should. That's, that's the whole point, you know? Which actually nicely leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the state of wrestling in the UK and um, not in a negative light, no, 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 no. but we can sit here and, and give you, we can, you know, yeah, yeah. wax lyrical about what's wrong with it. But I was looking at, so, um, Collegiate. so we went, obviously yesterday we went to the Southern region first kind of, I say it was uh, Southern region training. It was more of an inter-club. Inter-club, yeah. Inter-club, um, grass, grassroots training. Yeah, grassroots training. So we, we, the idea of that is to kind of, so the whole thing about- by a very blessed person. General uh, Sherfi. General Sherfi <laughs> from Bison Wrestling. Uh, is it Bison? Bison's Wrestling, yeah, Bison. Yeah. As bison in a wrestling. Bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bison Wrestling. So like the whole idea is to get kind of more sparring partners, Share ideas, share um, you know practices, techniques, yeah. and um, obviously yesterday I was speaking to him, and there's a kind of a divide between the south and the north, right? Always. Um, wrestling is a big thing to kind of tackle, you know. You need lots of money. You know, look at all the sports. I was looking at. I was looking into British cycling and the way they changed. You know, like since I think from 20, I think before 2012 or 2008, I can't remember exactly. I don't think they won one medal since the start of, uh, and they managed to change it overnight. But they they had lots of money and lots yeah. of uh, and people with and you, and you fresh had, new ideas. You visionaries, bro. Exactly, exactly. And they were yeah. real. They didn't want it just for the money. This is it. So I was, I, we were chatting yesterday. I was like, because obviously we all love wrestling um, and we want it, we see the benefit that it brings 
you know, the athlete and the student. Um, and he was saying to me, obviously, the, the, the kids that come, like, there's, there's minimal parent involvement, you know? So the kids kind of just come on their own. I mean, if they, you know, they're yeah. a certain age, yeah. especially in the teens. Yeah. So I started looking at different countries, you know, how, how, did, how, how is wrestling run? Um, then I came across the scholastic system in, 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 in America, yeah? So I'll just bring it up quickly. I'll read it out to you. I'm sure you know some of this, but so like their season structure, yeah. So it 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 runs from October or November till March, yeah. So school starts in September, so they've got well, a month or two, I guess. People yeah. off season in it, so yeah, yeah. people to lose lose weight and get back into training and stuff. Then they have like um, so it says uh, competition begins late October, November, and continues until February. Post-season competition usually continues from February to March. So, so there's there's two types of competition. So this this what is interesting: dual meets. Mm. Yeah. In your region, which is like say let's let's imagine the southern region. This is something I've thought about. Um, so imagine you have ten clubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those ten clubs. It's like football, basically, like the Premier League. Yeah, those ten clubs meet each other across the season. Right. So you'll have a league table. So you fight, you you compete yeah, against season, each other, yeah. home and away. So you go to their club and then they come to your club. So each club, so imagine there's five clubs. So you'll have 10 meets, yeah. yeah? Then you kind of score it based on how many wins, how many pins, how many yeah, techs, yeah. how many whatever. And then at the end, you'll score them. You'll score them and, and, and there's a winner overall. Hierarchy, yeah. Yeah, there's a winner overall. Now with that, what that does, because that's um, it's a closed circuit, you're not really on the day. You know who you're going to be wrestling. You, yeah. What happens is you start to kind of, um, you'll have your rivalries, you'll have, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. It, it really does, it, it, it brings a, what's the word? Um, oh, I've got a cine from my dad doing exactly that. You got In what, sorry? A cine film, an eight yeah. millimeter old, like black and white, yeah. of my dad doing exactly that. So France versus England, yeah. England versus Germany. Such and such versus, and you, do you know how you'd start? You line up, yeah. meet each other, and each weight will shake their weight's hand yes. and give him a gift. Oh, okay. And he'll gift him back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the flag of the club or something, yeah? And they've done that. That's not a new. As in, yeah, it's, it's not new. It's not new. We've lost it here. But we don't have it here, yeah? Because if you think about <laughs> it. Sorry. So, if you think about it, um, apart from the British. Sorry. Apart from the British and well, English, the English and, Midlands. and the Midlands, that's I three comps, right? And you might have you got like a Asp Aspel, Aspel, Aspel runner, Aspel, Aspel do one. Um, Ireland does one. Scotland does one. Yeah, but if you think about it, that's a lot of traveling. But if you had it in your region, in your region, so you could. You so might what? 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 What is? What is preventing this from happening? Is two things. It's egos, yeah, and people starting to put their two pence worth in when they were not talking in the first place, and it's not having enough competitors. Yeah, I actually think there's enough competitors. I just think so I just think ego. there's no. But that's what we're trying to do with this whole southern region is to get joined up thinking, isn't it? So, um, hopefully, well, that, we can try and do gonna, something. Like I said, you're going to need 
people like obviously like chefs. There needs to be more cooperation. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be less about you and the club. It's about more, more about the wrestling. More yeah, about more wrestling. About the wrestling yeah. yeah. But I think with this dual meat stuff, it, well, we did it, it allow times, you. We? We did it yeah, times. and it worked really well. But I, th- I think if you think of it, you'll be if we did the f- the, the first one again. We're talking out loud here, on, straight on the podcast. But if you did it monthly, yeah, or twice a month, and you know you run it through the whole year. I mean, that could, again, then you can fit in all those other competitions as well. And then now you've got a really healthy competition circuit that is not too taxing, in it? Because what you want to do is you want to be in a situation where you're developing wrestlers to feel confident to wrestle rather than on the day of the tournament having a panic yeah. attack. Yeah. Like if you look at some really good wrestlers who come to, um, come to the club when they wrestle, they're at peace. Yeah. When you go to tournaments, yeah. you see them lying flat on the back. They get up, they wrestle, and they go lie down because it's nothing new for them. That's because they 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 Which compete regular, regularly. Com- yes, exactly. And I think having three competitions, you should compete because there's the big. Those are big competitions. Yeah, yeah. really should have like for example, you go jujitsu every week, every weekend. You've got some sort Absolutely. of comp. Yeah, and not all of them are like and and to be fair, IBJJF. I mean, right, I don't, don't want to blow BJJ's horn, which I should because I like it too. I reckon it should just hand over the rest of the BJJ. I was so impressed with the BJJ tournaments. I, I mean, BJJ But guys, the difference is, bro, the difference, this is the difference between BJJ and, and wrestling, yeah. Uh, and there's nothing stopping us from this. The, the BWA, they organize those big tournaments. I would compare the BWA to IBJJF. Okay. Yeah, because they're the national body, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, every other competition outside that is run privately, bro. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Like it's private companies well, no, that are no, running these, what I'm these tournaments. To you is the efficiency, like, you know, I, I think um, it'd be nice to see what Bradley Hill says because he competed at one of the championships yeah. for wrestling. And he will probably... Oh, you're talking talk, about the organisation of day the day like, yeah. the, uh, You know, in BJJ, bro, you go in, you know when you're fighting. Like I I'm, I'm, I look forward to going to a BJJ tournament. Yeah. Because I'm going to be home within two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the British... You leave at five in the morning, get home probably the next day at one, yeah. two in the morning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's heartbreaking. And I, and I think partly, again, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying, like, there's not enough wrestlers. Yeah. There's not n- enough people competing. Yeah. And I think, I, still, I don't think there's not enough wrestlers. I, I, I just think there's not enough people competing wrestling. I think there's a lot of people who are, who are tr- there's more people now wrestling than there's ever been in the UK, bro. Yeah. If you look at you know but the why? advent of MMA and, MMA and a lot of jiu-jitsu guys want to do the wrestling and stuff, yeah. But I think if we if we you know try and because if we leave everything in 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 the governing body's hands all the time, I think there needs there needs to be incentive for other people to hold competitions. Does that make sense? Mm. And I think rule set as well make the rule set a bit more friendly. Because not every tournament has to be Olympic rule set. You can have takedown tournaments. Takedown tournaments. You could have I don't know whatever um, positional sparring. You 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 can like you know you've got uh, EBI rules. You've got you can you can be a bit creative if it's yeah. outside and it's not, not none of that is going to be seeded stuff, right? The, yeah. So it's just it's just for I think that also will bring attention to wrestling in it and 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 get people to wrestle more. Get you wrong when I was there. I was actually there for an elective uh, in in in, med- in in the hospital. I got a chance to go to some of the wrestling um, arenas, and um, the difference is, it's a very spiritual thing for them. 
you know, wrestling is honor, is the word is pahalwan, which means champion, but not even just champion. It's like a a warrior, a brave warrior who has who's timid, who's shy, who does all of the has humility. We pray, but is like a roaring lion when it comes to a fight. You know that kind of like subhanallah, it kind of embodies what we know about you know Islam about having hayya, about having etiquettes and manners, yeah, and yeah. being shy with people, but. If someone wants to go toe to toe with you, you're going to pick them up and dump them on their head. But what my, my question was. So, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. it's spiritual for them. So, in terms of programs, there's no programs in school, Baba. No, not in school. So, for example, I want to start wrestling. It's all club level. You go to the club, you yeah. train. That's it. And then what happens after that? So, then they develop you and then you go to regular tournaments in and around the region. I'm pretty sure there's the tournaments every Of course, weekend, so, but in Iran, Tehran got loads, yeah? And then from there, you get selected to go to fight in the nationals. And that's when you earn your place or spot on the team. Right. And then there's people scouting you. And what about Russia? I don't know about Russia, but I know Russia's system is very, very tough. So very, very I tough. just pulled up the 2021 European Championships. Um, it was in Poland, right? Are you sure it's not in France? It says 2021 was held on the 19th to 25th of April in Warsaw, Poland. Okay. Uh, which is quite surprising, the... Um, the, the, the medal tally, bro. So you got Russia, got 13 golds. And the next one was uh, Turkey with three, bro. Sound right to you, bro? Obviously, yeah, it is. That's, that's wrong, that's wrong. How is it wrong? That's a big jump. That's this wrong. is Europe, yeah? Oh, so European. European yeah, 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 yeah Europeans. Well, it's not that. Russia smashes everyone in the Europeans, bro. Oh. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, Iran was first, yeah? Yeah. Most number of golds. Let's see. United States second. Japan's third, yeah? Rest oh, because uh they're not Russian anymore. Not, not, they can't be called Russian because there's this whole thing about the doping stuff. Doping stuff. So they're Kyrgyzstan not, as well was they're, not, they're, they're known as the Russian. Federation of Wrestling? No. It's wrestling, wrestling uh, Russian Wrestling Federation. Basically, yeah. BWA. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Where's the UK, man? No, but like, ca yeah. can a country not qualify? Mm. Is it possible to not qualify? Or does everyone get invited? I think you can put numbers forward, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you have to qualify? Like, you know how in the World Cup you have to qualify for the World no, Cup? No, I don't think so. So the World Wrestling... So everyone is invited? I think so. Because what, from what I can see, like, England, I don't recall them doing very well in the Worlds. Maybe once or twice they've done okay. Like, they got one of the girls, got a silver medal once at the Europeans. One of the guys got up to fourth place. But outside of that, they've never done very well. So I don't think you need the qualification for the world. I, I'm not. I'm not absolutely certain. Okay, let me check. There must be some kind of criteria. What have they got? Got 1908. 1908. Yeah. Mm. Silver. So, 
yeah, I was just I was just thinking about like um, getting getting rest because I think we just need more wrestlers, bro. That's it, and and it need we need to kind of. Uh, I think that the interest is there. When people start, re- this is the thing about wrestling. When people start, they get the bug and they have the re- the respect for it. Yeah, there's a certain respect about which before I even knew about wrestling. Mm. Like wrestling didn't even come into my radar until 2010. Mm. It wasn't even something that I, you know, like um, even in combat sports, you don't think wrestling. I think after UFC and everything, it started to kind of. Uh, so that's what piqued my interest. But when you start getting involved in it, you realize how, even amongst the other grappling sports, it's I would dominant. say wrestling is. I feel like wrestling is that sleeping giant that no one really respects until he wakes up. I think now, I really believe now there's, you know, there's, there's Instagram pages dedicated to it. There's, there's channels dedicated. Like you've got flow grappling, about, flow wrestling. Mm, mm, mm. You have, I know it's America, but because of the internet, Yes, now different. everyone's starting to see right okay these guys are like serious athletes man mm. like if you think I can't think of another like it's actually in the UK now we're getting more and more people understanding what wrestling is now Yeah. whereas before when we first opened Legion it was kind of like it's, it's the only reason why people knew, wrestled because of of yourself mm. and you know the videos that are out mm. you know that famous kind of uh, well, circuit second, training yeah. video let me just bring it up man <laughs> Let's bring it up. It's this one, bro. No, that which one? No, it's not that one, bro. That's a, that's about my story as a as a doctor teaching wrestling, bro. You Forget the that. Way you view your GP forever. Check this out, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. You wore a polo shirt. Then you put a t-shirt underneath it. <laughs> and it's, what's going on here, bro? And the who colors are up. I don't know. I swear to God, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Bro, is this guy okay? You view your GP. Born in East London, Amir Eslami had two ambitions. Why are they got punk freestyle wrestler. Your dad's got a pop belly here, bro. What's going on? Leave my dad alone, bro. Look, my shot, he looks... Uh, how old is he here, bro? Yeah, he's young, bro. Oh, if I believe the beast, man. That's freestyle wrestler. That's a better one. Actually, um... well, I want to make you feel uncomfortable. I want you to feel uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that was one. Are you looking at something? Nah, you're a cutie, Michelle. Bro, bro, it's called better. I don't know if if I typed belly of the beast, Habibi. Yeah, like, I don't know what else you want me to do, bro. Beast of the belly. This oh, one? That's the one. Yeah, there you go. This is, this is a wild one. Okay, wait, wait. We're going to put you better edit than the USB bit. <laughs> Are you ready? That's I out there, man. And there's Timberland. There's there's Nikki. Come on! That Muslim? Yeah. That's that Mongolian Ren. brother, isn't That's it? Ren. That's Lubo. Is that Lubo? Yeah, it's Lubo, man. 
humble beginnings. When was this, bro? What year was this, man? It's about 2005, isn't it? What's the news? What's Imran, your camera Spencer skills are you. rubbish here, bro. <laughs> Imran was like 12 here. Who's that? Pablo Ben. The boxer. <laughs> Pablo Ben. Who's there? Pablo Ben. Yeah. There's the Hassan. Hassan, yeah. That's Saeed. That's Mohammed. 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 Who's that? That's Lubo against Saeed. Is that Saeed? Yeah, Saeed. Oh, there's Ali. Oh, it's Yusuf. Watch, that's Lubo wrestling the American guy. Really good guy. Oh, what's his name? Dan. Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> oh! Dumped him on his head, bro. And then Muhammad's power bomb, ready? <laughs> How many views we got in this one, bro? 12,000. When, when, when was it put up? What year was that? 2011. That was the year we... Uh, hmm, that was a changeover year for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> the brother at 48 seconds is getting ready to tear it up. Let's see 48 seconds. Bro. Let's see chatting about it. Yeah, that's Ren, bro. Ren. Yeah, man. That's crazy, bro. I don't remember that kind it of stuff. It feels a long time ago, isn't it? I would never do that kind of stuff again. It's really crazy. There's, there's a wisdom in it, but you can't really do it in a session. But we used to do two and a half hour sessions back then. We'd get there for like eight, wouldn't leave like 11. But how many times a week would you do that? Three. Yeah. Two or three times. I think it was twice a week, actually. No, it was twice a week. Twice a week. And the third time was teaching the kids. Mm. So you, you, you spend the, the other five days uh, in, have you seen Boba Fett? You know that little thing? Yeah, that, that, that water tank. <laughs> that water tank. <laughs> but it was, it was uh, those kind of warm-ups. So have you ever been in a hyperbaric chamber? Yeah, of course I have. With the water and stuff? No, no, I had an atmospheric pressure one. That's what I, that's what I do. As in, I, I actually vet you to have. Oh, is it? But have yeah. you been in one? Yeah. What, what's it like, bro? It feels like a coffin, man. It's a capsule and it's air Is it see-through? Uh, part of it is if it was blocked off completely I'd, I'd have a bad yeah. reaction are you claustrophobic big yeah? time big time and um, it's airtight and you use atmospheric pressure and oxygen and it has these amazing effects on your but what do you feel when you're inside nothing you just feel like it's pressure you know you're in a plane and the plane's taking off yeah yeah, yeah. that kind of like definitely pressure right, right right but you know you it's, it's um, regenerative it's really good okay so have you seen this uh, what do you get your opinion on this one bro uh, one second. Oh my God! Is that Gabby? I will no. never pull guard again. Whoa! Oh. What? Win or lose, even if I get my ass slammed <clears throat> into the ground, I will not pull guard again. Whoa! I'm not you buying ADCC Never, never. Even if you're 12 minutes in and you're tired and, and it's not working, you're never gonna pull guard. Are you mean you're never gonna pull guard? Like I'll take first? a DQ over a guard pull. If I'm tired, we're getting a DQ. You just walk off. So he's saying he's never gonna pull guard again, bro. Who's he saying that to that kid? I think it's just like a podcaster. Yeah. Uh, Who is that kid? That's um, My Mikey Mush Mushemi. Oh, Mushemi. Yeah. yeah.
Obviously, he's selling his like anti. Was it it's called anti wrestling? Anti wrestling. Mex- no, it's called Mexican karate. Me- Mexi- no, Mexican grand karate. But this is anti wrestling equation. He calls it. Do you know he hasn't actually fought a proper like a a grounded wrestler? But he that what he's doing there, he's clever. He's sell. He wants to. Sell, he's selling this, bro. Of course, he is. Bad. It's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of front headlocks and um, yeah. throw bys. He's he's actually seems like a really nice fella. Yeah, I, I like his. Um, he just he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care, bro. Like, like the whole thing with Gabby Garcia. <laughs> that was all trolling, bro. He was never fighting her, man. Yeah, I know, but it was fun. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> yeah. She took it so serious. It was like, why have you getting excited for? Do you reckon she'll beat him? Nah. No, he'll heal hook her one time. But I saw her lose but quite still, badly to like, I don't want to sound woman. sexist here, but she's still a woman, bro. No matter how big she is. Yeah, ju- juiced up with a lot. Yeah, of but he's the same size as her, bro. Mm. And she's still a woman. But she's, to, but she, got, fair, she got beat up by someone half girl. her size, bro. Also, a little, little. Yeah. An English girl? No. I don't know. I think she's an American. I saw that. She got her... In an RNC, yeah. I don't, it depends how technical she is. I don't know, bro. I don't know if, if no, he, but Craig, if he'll Craig be, uh, is very. He's technical. high level, bro. He's very technical. Yeah, he's high level, man. He's like you know Giles, um, Latch and Giles. He's a very technical. Person. I li- yeah. I like yeah. his style. He's really technical, man. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see this. Uh, like, he's, he's piqued my interest with this with this thing. All right, <laughs> so this is your technique of the week. This is your favorite move. So if you just talk us through it, uh, man. So, so are they brothers, Riza and the I other? I think they're cousins. Because they don't look alike. No, they're cousins. They're cousins. Is one of the most dominant wrestlers in the world. The last time he faced Olympic champion Johnny in the red, steps straight with the left leg onto the JD Bergman's guy? right, uh, right uh, foot. Bergman, I think it is. Gets the high single, wrestler. finishes. Once again, Watch. left leg lead. So just, steps just on the right he does leg, a really good move. Right he does a, he does a, a double JD step, Bergman. and he steps left, on JD the Bergman's foot. Bergman's right See, foot. Gets the high What's single, finishes. So once again, left leg. Uh, so what, what, steps, go, go back. Go back to the very, very, Donnie in the red. Very, very steps straight slide. with the left leg wait, 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 onto wait, wait, JD Bergman's right foot. Gets the high single, finishes. Okay, you see that he steps on his left foot lightly. So That's to like close distance stepping. a little bit. Yeah, just like he's again left leg, and then he steps on the foot after. So he steps on his foot and he captures it. And as traditional snatch thing, would you post? You drive and you capture the leg and you outside step. This is the way you capture the leg without even contact. I think it's a really good move. Uh, the Indian done it to Reese Humphreys uh, really well. Um, basically, nearly that fight was a bad fight because it looked like it was going to break him in half. He basically got put in a, um, t- uh, a leg Turk, which basically means you trap their leg. Imagine my right foot touches my bum. And then you leg ride that part of my leg. Yeah. And then they bend your knee over your back. Whoa. It is the it looks like you're being your spine's being broken. He done it to his humpies. It looked absolutely scary. Like they need to stop this fight. You just beat him up. But they, I can't believe it took it off, Muppets. One of the world championships. Well, it's probably we're not googling properly. Yeah, so Barclay Amir, bro. Uh, hopefully next month. We can I don't know. Maybe <laughs> my cover. accent change. <laughs> yeah, we can carve out some time, inshallah, bro. Inshallah. Um, and on that note, emotional damage. Exactly. And I'll see you on the next one.